When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Cowboys Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live from Slim Chickens in Stillwater, welcome to the Coach Mike Boynton Radio Show, presented by Slim Chickens in Stillwater, proud to support the Pokes. Also brought to you in part by Charlie's Discount Drug, where discount is our middle name, located at 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. Bud Light, this basketball season, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Please drink responsibly. And by MidFirst Bank, your home for the OSU Visa debit card and the OSU Visa credit card. True to your money. Now, here is your host, Dave Hunziker. Welcome, everyone, to the first edition of the Coach Boynton Radio Show. Time to talk Cowboy basketball, as we will each Thursday throughout the college basketball season. We're here at Slim Chickens. And again, just to kind of let you know, sort of the theater of what's going on this year with the basketball show to prevent confusion. Of course, if you if you follow me all these years, it's hard for me to prevent people from being confused because sometimes I'm often confusing in what I do. But at any rate, so here's the deal. So each week, and we encourage you to stop by, we're going to record this program at 11.30 a.m. here at Slim Chickens. And then we will play it back for our radio stations at 6 o'clock at night want to do something a little bit different. This is becoming a trend in our business across the country. We're seeing this a lot for a variety of reasons. And so lunchtime is basketball time on Thursdays. So stop by and see us. Coach Boyton will be here each week. We'll be here this week and next. We'll have a week off for Thanksgiving and then back at it in December for a few weeks. We'll have a Christmas break, as we always do, and then we'll rock and roll throughout the conference season. Thursdays at 11.30 for the taping. And again, if you're listening in, you might be a bit confused. We aired these recorded at 6 o'clock at night. So that's the game plan uh, for the year as far as these shows are concerned. Well, we've got a lot of good things to talk about. A 3-0 start for Oklahoma State. A very impressive win last night on the road at Charleston, a school that's won 73 games over the past three-plus years. And not only a win, but a dominating win by 19 points, 73-54. to We'll get into that. There was some good news yesterday, uh, some sort of finalizing of things on a recruiting front. So it was a wonderful day in that respect. We'll be able to cover that now formally now that the 
the ink is dry, so to speak, on the uh, national letters of intent, which allows Coach Boynton to speak about that. So we'll get into those things and just all topics basketball. So we're glad you're with us. We'll take a break, come back, and Coach Boynton will join us in a moment. From Slim Chickens, it's the Coach Boynton Radio Show from Learfield IMG College. What's the only place to get hyped for game day? Gain access to free giveaways and everything OSU Athletics? Follow OSU Athletics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram today. You'll be the first to receive updates directly from the athletic department for all cowboy and cowgirl sports as they compete for conference and national titles. Visit okstate.com and click the media tab to find a list of all sports, coaches, and OSU personalities to follow. Go Pokes! It happens to everyone who plays the game. We get hurt and try to walk it off, but playing hurt can make it worse. At Mercy Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game is our life's work. Schedule a free pain assessment from a Mercy Pro at mercy.net slash pain check. We'll check your injury, give you a plan for quick recovery, and get you playing again. Sign up at mercy.net slash pain check. At Mercy Sports Medicine, your life is our life's work. Brom's Bacon Mushroom Swiss Burger and Chicken Sandwiches are making a comeback. All loaded with unmatched flavor and savory goodness that every burger lover can appreciate. Mushrooms seasoned and marinated to perfection. Crisp strips of bacon and real Swiss cheese make this burger stand out against the crowd. And did we mention you can get it as a grilled or crispy chicken sandwich? Hungry yet? Get to your neighborhood Brom's for a Bacon Mushroom Swiss Burger or Chicken Sandwich today. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you gotta do what you gotta do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you wanna do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do the do. Join thousands of other PSO customers who are cutting their electric bills with PSO's Power Hours program. It saved me more money than I thought it would. I lowered my electric bill considerably. I saw results on my first bill. You can get in on the savings, too, at PSOPowerHours.com. You'll catch your electric costs annually June through October. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a free Honeywell Wi-Fi thermostat that can save you money year-round. Saving has never been easier. Sign up now at PSOPowerHours.com. That's PSOPowerHours.com. I'm so glad the farmer's market is back. Which stand do you want to hit up first? Pickle stand. Pickle stand. Oh, but they don't take debit cards. Oh, man. It's fine. Bank of Oklahoma has ATMs on pretty much every block. So anyway, we'll def get some pickles and see an ATM. Yep, more than 450 free ATMs statewide. Number three on the 100 ways we can help. Check out the other 99 at bankofoklahoma.com slash 100 ways. Bank of Oklahoma. Long live your money. Welcome back. It's the Coach Boynton Radio Show from Learfield IMG College here at Slim Chickens. Glad you're with us as we talk Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball for the first time here starting the 19-20 season. The folks are off to a 3-0 start. Coach Boynton is with us. And, and by the way, congratulations on the win last night. Uh, 73-54. You outscored them 43-24 in the, in the second half. Yeah, it was a, uh, you know, a, a very good 
college basketball game. Uh, it was a tremendous environment, which we we thought it would be. We actually hoped it would be uh, early in the season. We've talked about this a number of times. We want to put our our kids in as many situations as we feel that they could face later in the year so that that experience is something they can draw on. So when we go to Morgantown or we go to Manhattan in February or January, they're not seeing a great opposing crowd. It's a hostile environment for the first time. And I told our guys, they, they have a really good team. They're well coached. They have a great history there. And we'll have to make sure we weather the storm in the first four minutes, but even more so the first half, uh, and continue to believe in what we do. And over the course of the game, it proved to be true, and our kids played the game uh, really, really well for the last 20 minutes. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it, they hit some shots early, had some guys make threes that weren't necessarily great three-point shooters, but ones that can make them on occasion. And you're in a nine-point hole, and there's four minutes left to play in the first half. And, you know, on the offensive end, uh, for your team, there there wasn't a whole lot happening. You you know you weren't able to maybe get into a rhythm, and then boy, Thomas Dezagua hits three threes in that 13-4 run to end the first half. So was that you know thinking back on it, how did those shots come about? I know some in transition. That's where you you would emphasize that yesterday, and that was very valuable. It seemed. Yeah, uh, back to what you talked about initially, though. Yeah. We wanted to. We were kind of, we weren't happy that they made shots early, but we were happy the guys who made shots early. Sure. So um, it was Miller thriller. makes a three yeah. early. He ends up shooting five more for the game. Jasper makes a three early. He ends up shooting three more for the game. So you got ten threes from guys who aren't primary three-point shooters for him. So kind of like bait in a way. I mean, not intentionally, way, but it ended up working that way. But we were okay with them shooting it early and we knew that if they made one or two early they would feel more empowered maybe yeah, to sure take they do. more of them uh, and we got there and contested them a little bit better late uh, and, and made them a little bit less effective because of our length uh, as far as dizzy is concerned you know the first couple games i think people were kind of overreacting they only took one shot in our second game of the right. year at all and He's got as much confidence as any player I've ever coached, and he works as hard as anybody I've ever been around. So I never once was concerned about whether it will eventually figure itself out. That's what he does. And last night just happened to be the night that he finally found a rhythm, and his teammates did a great job of continuing to probe and find him. We got a lot in transition. We tried to run some sets uh, to get him threes, and um, obviously he led us offensively but just his presence on the court, you know, changes the things that we can do. He didn't score a point in our last game against uh, UMKC, but he was directly responsible for 10 points being scored because of the attention that he draws away from the paint and giving driving guys for ice and posting opportunities for yours. So uh, it's more to it than what you can just see on the surface. You have more depth this year. You have more scoring options this year, and I'm sure that will continue to grow as the – first-year players gain more experience and comfort. So listening to what you're saying, is it more important this year for Thomas DeZagua offensively to sort of let the game come to him versus last year when, I don't know if uh, hunting shots would be an incorrect term, where you needed him to sort of, you know, pursue offense more. Is that making sense? And is that the case? Or yeah, how, how do you feel sense. about I, that? I say it this way. We need Thomas to shoot when he's open. But then that's a lot and, easier way you know, of saying we it. Keep yeah. it really simple for him and not overthink it or overanalyze 
uh, because we feel like if he's open and he's continuing to be aggressive when he's open, he's going to make 45% of those shots. That's what he does. It's who he is. We don't need him to try to create shots that aren't there because that will play against his strengths and against the strengths of our team. And we certainly don't need him passing up open shots thinking he needs to let other guys get going. Sure. So the balance is when you're open time, be ready. If you're open and ready, shoot the basketball. 50% of the time, we feel pretty good that it's going to go in. The other time, your teammates know that they should go to the offensive glass and try to get opportunities for second shots. Well, last night it went in seven times on ten attempts, and he only had one three before that flurry at the end of the first half when he made three in the last four minutes and 15 seconds and ended up getting the game tied before you dominated the second half. You know, it, it seemed last night that, for lack of a better description, I mean, we've witnessed this in the first two games, but you're playing a Charleston team that's won a ton of games and has a very high-level player, Grant Riller, who, you know, 24 points per game coming in, almost 2,000 career points. But again, it almost seemed like you just overwhelmed them. Their defensive pressure, your defensive pressure, rather, seemed to just about take them completely out of their offense. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I think they've only lost, going into last night, two games at home in like three or four years. And haven't lost much. Uh, so they've got a great environment. They've got a, a, a really strong program. They've got a group of guys who've experienced a lot of success. They won 24 games last year mm-hmm. uh, and return a lot of that nucleus. Um, but I do think that the course of the game played out the way we wanted to. We understand that we're not a team that's just going to run away from people in the first 10 minutes. We're not going to start the game 20 to zero and, you know, it's going to be a, a yawn fest from there. But we do believe because of the way we play, especially on the defensive end, that we can wear on people. And we think that we wore on them towards the end of the first half. You could start to see it. Those shots came a little bit more challenging. Uh, and their defense started to give a little bit more in terms of giving us more opportunities. And then in the last 20 minutes, I mean, it was literally they didn't have any open opportunities, really, um, except for the one three that McManus hit when we got confused on the ball screen there on the far side from our bench. But everything they got in the second half was earned. Uh, York kind of got in a little bit of a, a talking match with their big guy, and they got two free throws. But so was that a talk, that, was that a non-contact technical? Non-contact technical, but they still classified it as a Class A, uh, which was a little confusion. So you know, I, I'm still trying to wait for some clarification on how they got to that judgment in that c- circumstance. Because we didn't get an explanation, and you know, I, we knew that there'd been a bit of a fracas between he and Miller, and the thought was that we were wondering if you know if if they were calling you know, something within the contact, extra pushing. And when they usually do that, they go to the monitor, right? So we were wondering why they weren't going to the monitor. And if it was obviously non-contact, then that's why they didn't go. Yeah, and I thought that they were calling a double technical. Oh, okay. It looked to me like both guys were kind of jawing or maybe pushing the shoving excessively. It did. Not not anything bad. No one was going to get hurt in that situation. But for the officials, I understand that they want to kind of get that stuff under control before it gets to that level. Uh, but when he went and rang Europe by himself, and he wasn't going to explain it to me initially, uh, he said that their, their emphasis this year is to try to get the first guy. And I said, How, are you sure he was the first guy? And he wasn't sure, but he felt like he got the one that he saw first. So um, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, means well, he probably got the second guy. Well, fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sort of what it looked like to us. 
you know, it, one point of emphasis you were making yesterday uh, with with the team, and it's it's funny how it panned out, was getting out in transition. And gosh, you guys had it pegged. Over time, you're going to get your opportunities in the fast break because that's not really a strength of Charleston. And you had some opportunities early, but as the game grew on, you just got more and more and more. And it played out exactly the way that you introduced the game to the team throughout the course of the week. Yeah, and, and, and our depth showed in that regard. You look at the minutes, they don't look like they're unbelievably balanced because we got four guys over 30 minutes. But I thought Caleb Boone's minutes were just as impactful uh, as yours was. Uh, he, he scored more points, but it's not just the points. It's, it's another long athletic body out there. Oh, my right? gosh. And then Keelan Boone, the same. Uh, didn't play as many minutes as Lindy, but when Lindy's resting, it's another long athletic body on the court able to do the same things. Avery Anderson brings a different dynamic than Ice does, but his pressure on the ball is just as effective as Likely's is. And then Chris Harris, who hasn't shot the ball well yet, hit will come, uh, brings the same kind of competitiveness and toughness and confidence that Thomas is out with. So you really have a great balance throughout the roster. And so no matter which five guys are on the court, we feel confident that we can continue to play the same way the same aggressive defense, the same fast-paced offense. And again, I think over, over the course of the game, it really wore on them. You could see when they were getting into the lane, shots that maybe they could finish versus guys in their conference. Your with the longer wingspan, Caleb with a longer wingspan, and I think a couple of those blocks that were called fouls were just kind of plays that caught the officials off guard maybe. Yeah, the one Caleb block where they yeah. called it for getting him on the shoulder. When he clearly blocked the ball against the backboard, yeah. and I'm not sure the guy's shoulder was on the backboard. Yeah, so. it was the wedgie ball, the <laughs> ball that got stuck between the rim and the backboard. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't behave. There, yeah, but. we didn't behave very well on the radio on that one either. <laughs> if you want the honest to goodness truth, but it's probably not our place. But yeah, it was interesting. There was some of that going on for sure. You know what's funny? And knowing you, I know you. This struck you, man. There's a good reason for it. Last year, at almost the exact same point in the game when you played Charleston here is when you went on that 33-5 to run to overwhelm them and take control of the game. Last night, I'll be darned, almost the exact same time in the game that you went on your 28-10 to run. It, it, it was wild how that worked out. Yeah, it was, again, just sticking to the plan. You know, same dynamics, we, I guess. We just try to stay focused on the process. Get back, get our defense set, make them score through us, not give them anything easy. Make sure we give them limited, limit them to as few second chance opportunities as possible and then play really aggressive in transition. I thought likely was tremendous and probing and pushing and, and getting into the paint and causing all kinds of havoc. I thought Avery did a pretty good job, even though it didn't show up as assists because we missed a couple of them. Just again, keeping them on their heels in transition you know he makes the one pass to Caleb who I don't think was expecting it it was right on maybe a little off but one that you could see again what I also think I hope our fans who watch can see is there's more coming those young guys are going to grow up here pretty quickly and uh, it's going to be exciting basketball for a long time around here it was funny John Holcomb and uh, Isaac likely were riding the elevator I guess after breakfast yesterday and Isaac said to John, it was a great comment. He's like, well, it's on the road. It's time for me to get into villain mode. You know, and last year in conference play, as you know, 
Isaac averaged 13 points per game in league games on the road and six at home. So we're going to have to ask him. We may have a new nickname for him. We may have to call him the villain because he's been so good on the road. We'll have to see if he signs off on it. If he's okay with it, we might introduce that because he's been the villain for opposing teams Absolutely. on the road. Isn't that wild? We need him to be the villain at home. In a friendly sort of way. No question about it. But you know, he was tremendous. Uh, like I said, he was he was pretty hard to handle for them. Uh, we, we, we knew we could post him versus their guard some, and so we ran some things to put him in there and got him going around the basket. Did a great job playing under control, made his free throws, which again helped, and didn't settle for any bad jump shots. So uh, played a really, really well-balanced game and really led our team on both ends of the court. Back to the end of first half run before we go to our break. Do you see this, with this team particularly, becoming a trend? End of first half runs, whereas you talked about you're wearing teams down mentally. You're getting out in transition. So you're wearing on them that way. Do you see this becoming a trend with this team where we will come to see a lot of runs made by your team at the end of the first half and perhaps even at the end of games? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that we can certainly become capable of. Um, I hope we can play more consistently throughout the game. Sure. Right? Ultimately, you want to play your best uh, as consistently as possible. Uh, but, yeah, we have that ability. We can go on 8-0-10-2 runs and really kind of either close the gap, which we did last night, which was huge, to get to that game at halftime tied. Because psychologically, I got to think that they felt like they played pretty good in the sure. first half. Sure. And to go in in a tie game and the crowds kind of lost a little bit of their energy. Uh, and their best player, kinda, he really, he's gotten going, but he hasn't made a ton of shots. Uh, no one else is going crazy, and so it was good for our team to kind of just settle the game there. Um, but again, I go back to the depth of our team. It wasn't your in there, right? It was Caleb Boone. It wasn't Lindy in there. It was Chris Harris. And so you got two freshmen on the road for the first time showing up and being ready when that number was called. Avery gave us some great minutes. Keelan gave us some great minutes. And, you know, kind of untalked about, we're playing without our probably most advanced freshman and Hitty and who yeah. was out with the knee deal. Uh, so we're not whole right now. We get, we'll get there. And once we are, I think we'll be a team that people will not want to see us because our ability to kind of just continue to roll through really good players throughout the game that can all have a great impact on, on the uh, opponent. We're at Slim Chickens here in Stillwater for the Coach Boyton Radio Show. A nice lunchtime crowd on hand. And if you're listening on the radio, uh, this program was recorded at 1130 this morning here at Slim Chickens. And that'll be uh, the course of action for us throughout the year. So come by and see us. And, of course, listen in as you like. We'll take a break. Come back with more after this from Slim Chickens, just north of gallagher Ibo Arena. It's the Coach Boyton Radio Show from Learfield IMG College. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We continue from Slim Chickens at Stillwater. It's the Coach Boynton Radio Show today, and glad you're with us as we talk Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball. 
We'll be doing this on Thursdays throughout the course of the college basketball season. Well, yesterday is a big day recruiting-wise, too. You got the letters in. We did. Big day. Uh, big, big day. It's um, not quite as big as winning on the road, right? but it's a very, very close second. Might lead to some future wins on the road. Absolutely will. Um, I joked with my staff when we officially got the word that, uh, you know, we all just became better coaches. <laughs> <laughs> sure you did. It's kind of how this thing works. Uh, the truth is we're really excited about both of those young men. Obviously, you know, just starting with Rondell Walker, a kid we've obviously followed since uh, his freshman year in high school here in, in, in Oklahoma City at Putnam City West. Uh, great kid uh, from a great family. Works really hard. His best basketball is probably two years down the road once he gets physically developed, gets on a, a – um, a nice meal plan and gets in the weight room with Jake and, and starts to figure out what college basketball is physically. Uh, but it's got tremendous upsides, a versatile defender, takes pride in it, really, really can play either guard spot, most comfortably off the ball, but is really, really unselfish. Uh, has led his team the last three years, dating back to his freshman year, and is going to have a chance to be, you know, a really, really strong impact player for us and somebody who we think can make an impact for us for a long time uh, as a college basketball player. He's going to come in with, as, with great academic um, accolades. He's close to a 4.0 student. Wow, that's awesome. He's come in with uh, several college credits under his belt already. Uh, so really he's got a great head on his shoulders and one who really, really cares about our program, wants to do the right things, and ultimately wants to win. So excited about him. And then obviously the one that everybody uh, has known about for a while, you know, Kate Cunningham. Um, it, it's unbelievable that Oklahoma State has signed the best player in the country uh, in college basketball for next year. A uh, kid who's – I saw, again, I, I just tweeted this here about an hour ago. I, um, I was going down to Dallas in 2016 to watch some other kids play and walked into a gym, and this 6'5 kid walks up, and I thought he was a senior, to be honest, just kind of the way his body was kind of developed, his shoulders were broad, and had a maturity about himself, and I watched him play, and I start talking to his coach after practice about, hey, what, do you, what, do you, what can you tell me about this kid? And he says, well, first of all, he's got a 6'9 brother who played at SMU, and, um, and he's a freshman. And I said, uh, there's no way he's a freshman, but if he is, I want to offer him a scholarship. And this was, this was literally in the moment, right? So, so I'm an assistant coach at the time. Brad was not with me. He hadn't seen him. And it was it's pretty un, not really all that well accepted, right? To just so you were, was that your first year here? Or you yeah, my F? first year here. Okay. Uh, it's not all that uh, popular for an assistant coach to just go around offering kids scholarships when the head coach hadn't seen them. Uh, but I felt pretty confident about that one. I thought that I had just watched what I thought would become the best player in the country. And um, I felt confident when I came back. Brad asked me the next day. He gets back to the office. You know, these, these offers show up on Twitter. So the next day we're in the office. He's like, hey, tell me about this Cunningham kid that we offered yesterday. And I said, hey, don't worry about it. I got this one <laughs> and uh, worked for three years just to build a relationship with him and his family. Uh, tremendous, tremendous kid. Unbelievable competitor. Um, six, seven point guard can play pretty much anywhere on the court. Has great court vision. Uh, I think he's somewhere mixture of some sort of Penny Hardaway, Ben Simmons type just because of his size for the position. Um, 
and he's a winner. You know, we, we talked a, a lot through the recruiting process, and he was recruited by everybody in the country. I mean, every school wanted him, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm talking without exception. Right. right, of course. And, you know, he wanted to know he, he wanted to go to a place, A, that he could win. He wanted to go to a place where he would have a legitimate chance to compete for a national championship. He wanted to have an opportunity to stay in college for one year. His dream is to play in the NBA. And, and right now I think he's projected as the number one pick in 2021. Uh, and he thought that we could do those things here. Uh, but he also wanted to be at a place where he felt he would be challenged, where he would be pushed to be better, where he would be coached. He wouldn't be allowed to, to slip on the little things that are going to stop him from being great. And for him to believe uh, that a 37-year-old who has only been a head coach for two years could provide those opportunities for him, could push him to those great heights that he wants to achieve um, is unbelievably gratifying. Uh, it was a lot of work. So why do you think he believed that? Um, I, just I mean, obviously we, you were we, there from day one. It, it was just genuine conversations. Um, you know, everything about me and recruiting is just from an honesty perspective. I don't make promises. I don't promise anyone that they're going to start for us. I don't promise anyone that they're going to get a certain amount of shots. I don't promise anyone that they're going to play a certain number of minutes. But what I do promise them is they're going to get my best every day, that I'm going to care for them on and off the court, and that when they're not doing the right things, I'm going to hold them accountable. And what I've found is the guys who really want to be the best, they want those things. They want to be challenged. They want to be pushed. They don't want to be coddled to, and they don't want things easy because they know as they continue to climb the ladder, if he is in position to be in the draft in 2021, it's going to be a competitive deal for him, and he's going to have to be prepared for it, and it's our job to make sure he's ready. So you offered Cade Cunningham as a freshman. How long was it before everybody else jumped into the fray? So you know, were you pretty weird. far ahead or yeah, no? Yeah, it was really weird, you know, his recruitment. Again, and I never wavered on it, but I always wonder what the other coaches were doing for about two and a half years. Really? I, I'll tell you this. So after that, we play. Because you're better than those we, guys. <laughs> we play in Maui that year, right? We play in Maui that year. So after, after our last game in Maui, we flew back on a red eye. Yes. The team did. We landed in Dallas. There was an event going on in Dallas, and he was playing in it. I literally didn't come back to Stillwater with the team. I got a car. I went to watch him play. I walk in the gym, and it's about 12 people in there. And they're all the other people are parents of kids that are playing. There's not a no single coaches. other coach in the building. Wow. And um, it was like that probably for a year or so. And then his sophomore year, there were a couple guys locally in the state of Texas that would show up occasionally. I was a head coach at this time now, and it was just assistant coaches. And I'm trying to figure out where are these guys and what wow. are they doing? And really, his recruitment didn't take off until about the spring of this year. And he absolutely dominated, which was the best um, AU circuit in the country, the EYBL. He was the MVP of it. Uh, led his team to the 15-1 you know, record or whatever it was. Uh, and that's when they all started call, coming around and calling. But at that point, I'm, I'm about two and a half years ahead of the game on oh it. Oh, my so, gosh. Uh, I think just think over time, just the trust that we've built, the relationship that we have, and his, um, his belief in our program is something that um, everybody should be proud of. It's interesting. You hear great coaches, football and basketball, at the collegiate level, and especially at places that maybe – haven't won big every single year and, and a consistent theme is 
the ability to see a player for what they can become rather than what they are now. Do you think that was really the joker in the deck for you in that as a freshman, you saw this young person and said, I know what this guy can be. And obviously others did not. Is that, and that's probably a recurring theme. But boy, a lot of those coaches, you know, John Beeline's an example who, who was that way. Sure. Football as well. Coach Gundy's yeah. an example. Yeah. So that, that obviously, you saw something in him, what he could be that others obviously did not. Yeah, I think part of it is also, you know, just when you believe something, you have to have some conviction about it. Gotcha. And the truth is, if I believed what I did believe at the time, that he was the best player, I couldn't wait until everyone else started recruiting him. Yeah, to get on it. Right? We had to be ahead of the curve. We had to make sure we let him know that we're going to have a better relationship. And I told him this. No one is going to recruit you better than we will. And you may hear pitches from other guys that tell you they can do things that we can't do or we haven't done. But no one's going to be able to provide you an opportunity to have a genuine relationship with the head coach or someone that truly believes in what you can become and is going to push you to do that better than we will. Uh, I think when he got to campus, he saw it for himself, uh, how well he was embraced, how well we communicated with our players that are on the roster. Uh, our current players, players embrace the opportunity to play with somebody who's going to be a you know, transformational player in our program. Uh, the opportunity for everybody to have more eyes in the building and more butts in the seats and, um, you know, just more opportunities for us to win at a high level. And, you know, I'm banking on him to keep his word that he's going to try to help us put this program in position to win a national championship. Fantastic. Great words from Coach Boyton and more to come with Oklahoma State's head coach and we return after these messages from Slim Chickens. It's the Coach Mike Boynton radio show from Learfield MG College. What makes Slim Chicken so delicious? It all starts with fresh, all-natural tenderloins. Buttermilk marinated, then lightly hand-breaded with our famous southern spices. And we cook them fresh when you order, every time. Try them with one of our 17 house dipping sauces. So come share a meal with us. Whether you're dining in, driving through, or feeding a crowd, Slim's has you covered. Slim Chickens. Fresh, delicious chicken. Proud supporter of OSU Athletics. For nearly a decade, OG&E has committed over $1 million in scholarships to the College of Engineering, Architecture, and Technology, ensuring tomorrow's workforce. From internships to job opportunities, OG&E is proud of our partnership with Oklahoma State University. As an Oklahoma company, it makes sense OG&E helps grow the communities we serve. So to share ongoing success stories, we created OGETogether.com, a site with news that covers our growing future. Come see what we can do together. Everyone knows the star players on the court, but what about the ones off the court? Nissan Intelligent Mobility Technologies are calling the shots. They can lend a hand all on their own, whether you're in game day traffic or pivoting into those tight arena parking spots. And when the opposing team's fans suddenly break in front of you, it can even help you stop. So you can keep cheering come game time. Nissan Intelligent Mobility, it's a game changer. Get to Nissan, a proud partner of the OSU Cowboys. Please see owner's manual for important feature information. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. 
Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Orange and black dominate your closet, and nothing shows your true colors like the OSU Visa debit card and credit card from MidFirst Bank. Don't buy your Cowboys gear this season without your OSU Visa debit card or credit card from MidFirst Bank. Visit any MidFirst Banking Center today or go to midfirst.com slash cowboys for details. MidFirst is a proud partner of OSU Athletics. MidFirst Bank, true to your money. Member FDIC. The Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. We continue from Slim Chickens. It's the Coach Boynton Radio Show today. Next up for the Pokes, Yale NCAA Tournament team a year ago. A couple of things about the Yale game. We have some special promotions going on. First 500 fans Sunday. It's the N7 contest for Oklahoma State honoring Native America. Lindy Waters will actually be doing a presentation after the game and the T-shirt is the Lindy T-shirt on Sunday that will be given to the first 500 fans into gallagher But for the 130 tip, it's a little bit early uh, than uh, earlier than some Sunday games, and I'm sure that's a, to allow Yale to get home Sunday night so they can get to class because in the Ivy League, that's probably pretty important. So uh, <laughs> not to mention their basketball is pretty good, Coach. They, they have a very, very good team. This is, uh, this is one of those games that sometimes if, if uh, you know people just kind of scan the the schedule, say, "Oh, we're playing Yale," that'll be a 25-point game. Uh, I urge you, we're going to need as many people in the building to help us. That's a really, really good Yale team. Uh, been NCAA tournament contenders uh, several years in the last five or six. Uh, have a tremendous, tremendous basketball coach in, in James Jones, who I've known since I was in high school. Uh, him and his brother, Joe Jones, who is the head coach, I think, at Boston University, uh, both recruited me. Um, I think Joe was at Hofstra with Jay Wright at the time, and, and, and James, I can't remember which Ivy League school he was at at the time, but really good coaches. Uh, they have some really, really good big guys who are more skilled than brute force guys. Um, and they'll, they'll present some challenges for us. They have great discipline in their offense. Uh, they've rebounded the ball, ball well, and they usually don't turn it over. Last year, they were 22-8, and eight, won the Ivy League, played LSU to a tough game in the NCAA tournament, that ultra-talented LSU team. They only should've lost won. by five. They should have won the game. Uh, had LSU on the ropes. LSU had to make some big plays late in that game uh, to, to put themselves in position to win, but... You know, like I said, they've been good for, for several years here lately, and they'll present, like I said, some challenges, especially coming off a win. You always worry where your team is psychologically, and we'll do our best as a staff to help them understand we can't do anything um, 
nothing that we did last night is going to help us win the game on Sunday. We have to turn the page. We have to get our minds focused on the things that are necessary to play well on Sunday. Uh, so hopefully, you know, everybody can get to church and uh, come on out to Gallagher at 1.30 and cheer on the the Cowboys and then uh, resume their Sunday activities. No, sounds like a great plan. Yale is 2-1, and one, by the way. Their most recent game was Monday. They lost on the road at San Francisco. And overtime. Again, they should have won there. They were up five, I think, late in the is last that right? minute and a half. And um, San Francisco made a couple baskets. A couple calls kind of went against them, which happens on the road every now and then. Uh, but they're a very, very good team. Style-wise, anything different with them compared to the first three opponents you've seen? You know what? They're probably not as... Um, you mentioned the big guys. Yeah, they're not as guard-oriented as Charleston. Um, their guards aren't as offensively dynamic, uh, but they're solid. They take care of the basketball. They get the ball to where it's supposed to be, which is to their bigs. Um, but inside, they have really, really skilled players. They all can pass. They can dribble. They can shoot, uh, which, again, will force your and Caleb in, in positions to have to come out on the perimeter and defend a little bit more and be a little bit more conscious of not getting cheap fouls on the perimeter because they're going to try to use their quickness to drive around them. I'm curious, with your conversations with James Jones, the Yale coach, what are the challenges like for an Ivy League school trying to compete on the highest level basketball-wise? They play football, but they are not pretending in football to try to be in with the FBS teams. It's an entirely different thing. What's, what's that like from what you can gauge? Well, just, I, I just think of it this way, right? At every level, no matter where you coach, you want the best talent you can get, right? And so when you immediately take the academic um, rigors that's necessary, the pool of players that are good enough to also play basketball at Yale and help them win is very small. Yeah. And now you're also talking about Harvard and Stanford, and the conversations are totally different with those kids and their families because most of the time it's not about basketball, right? It's about our university and what we can do to put you in position to have success later on in life well how do they make the argument better than stanford does how do they make the argument better than harvard does how do they make that argument better than brown does for instance in their league uh and so it's it's more about trying to identify kids as early as possible who can handle the academics but also don't want to have the the combination of high-level academics and high-level athletics like you do at a Stanford or Cal. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different dynamic that you're, that, that you're dealing with, I'm sure, coaching them. You know, and here's the thing is we get into December. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and obviously we're encouraging folks to buy season tickets, but that slate of games in December, either at home or in Tulsa, is probably the best I've seen in my 19 years here. Georgetown on a Wednesday, followed by Wichita State on Saturday. We'll run over and play, or run down to Houston and play Houston uh, the following Sunday, and then the 21st of December, Minnesota. That is a loaded run of games, and you've got Georgetown and Wichita State within a five-day span coming to Gallagher-Iba Arena. That is unlike anything I've seen. Absolutely. So we, we need our fans there. And think we're going to be coming back from playing Syracuse and either Ole Miss or Penn State on yeah. the neutral court. Yeah. Right? So we'll have eight or nine 
high-level games between now and the beginning of conference play. And then we'll have conference play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. We're about to go to the $100 blackjack table, so to speak, real <laughs> Absolutely. quick. High stakes. Uh, but, you know, the schedule was made by design. We wanted to put our team in a position where we could help ourselves early, but we couldn't hurt ourselves. So going on the road against a team like Charleston last night, who it's a hard game to get your young guys to understand how good they are which is why your four high-minute guys were your singers and, and your point guard who started every game last year for you. Um, that's not easy. But that win is going to carry a lot of weight in February and March when all of a sudden Charleston's got 26, 27 wins and is winning their league. And then, again, you come home and play Yale, a team that will also be in the top of their league. You want to play as many quality opponents as you can because, again, you want to prepare yourself for playing your best basketball in December, January, February, March. So one final question on the topic of scheduling before we go to break. In Yale at 1.30 Sunday at Gallagher-Riba, first 500 fans get the Lindy Waters T-shirt. It's our N7 game as we honor Native America. But as you think about scheduling, I'll see if I can explain this so it makes sense. How do you balance the conflict of the need to get a lot of non-conference wins, potentially, because the conference is so hard, versus the thought that you need to play a fair number of hard games in the non-conference to make up for some of the losses you may suffer in conference play? Because nobody goes through the Big 12 undefeated. There's some battered and bruising games you're going to have for everybody. Absolutely. Including the Jayhawks that won a bunch of those things in a row. Sure. So how do you gauge that balance between the need of, we better go get some wins, but at the same time, I better play some good teams to build my net ranking. How do you how do you manage that? I think K-State, who won the league last year, started 0-2 or something like that last year. Yeah, they year. did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a hard league to win. And uh, you know, in my mind, as I think about scheduling, we already are talking about next year's schedule and what that looks like. You have to first evaluate what your team is capable of. Uh, we want to schedule aggressively, but we have to keep in mind what our guys can handle. Um, we obviously want to play high-level competition at home as often as we can so our fans feel good about the purchases that they're making. Sure. We're to buy season tickets. We want them to come to games that they know are going to be competitive. We also want them to come and see the Cowboys win and help us win. Uh, but we also want to have some some opportunities in there where we go challenge ourselves on the road in places where we know they're going to have great environments, i.e. Char College of Charleston last night. You bet. We went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which was one of the great environments I've ever been around in college basketball to play Nebraska last year. That one didn't go our way. But all those things will prepare us for what we hope to be doing late in the year, which is playing high-level games, Later in the year, late March, where none of them are played at home, right? Play a neutral site game against Minnesota this year. Semi-home. Hope as many Cowboy fans show up as possible for that one around Christmas time. Uh, but again, the schedule is within mind. How do we prepare ourselves for what is the gauntlet of the Big 12? Because once that starts, there are no easy ones. We start that league play, go to Texas Tech, who's going to be as good as anybody in the country. So the experience at College of Charleston yesterday on a smaller scale is a part in preparing us for going on the road to Lubbock and going on the road to Austin and Waco and all the places that we have to go to in the league 
Um, and then we want to try to, again, create as much excitement for our fans to come into Gallagher and create the greatest environment that we can have. And we're going to continue to do our job. We're going to continue to recruit guys who they can come and watch and enjoy watching play basketball. Guys that want to have aspirations to be NBA guys, but also guys like Kay Cunningham and Rondell Walker who want to win and win at a high level. There's a message, folks. OKState.com and get on the ticket button. Get your season tickets, individual game tickets, and there's a lot of good seats left. I mean, there's still some good seats in the 200 level. I think people have the misconception that those seats aren't available, plus some options in the corners in the 200 level with packages and such that make good seats a possibility. Now, <laughs> that's only going to be available for so long as this team continues to win big games and the crowds continue to grow. So act sooner rather than later. We'll take a break, come back. A couple more thoughts from Coach Boyton. We return to Slim Tickets. It's the Coach Boyton Radio Show from Learfield IMG College. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spell. No, Dad, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Everybody buckle up. Bum, 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 bum. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Buckle up. Everybody. Everybody buckle up. 
A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We continue from Slim Chickens. Just a couple more minutes with Coach Boynton here as we talk Cowboy basketball. And uh, so priorities this week. It was a late night last night. Uh, got back about 4 a.m. That's uh, just part of it. It's what, it's what we do. So uh, day off on Thursday today. And then what are your priorities of things you want to get done before Yale? Just beyond the usual opponent preparation. Um, yeah, so obviously we, we traveled back late last night. You know, the one thing it gives me an opportunity is to watch the film from the game. So I was able to watch that and all the time that it took for us to get back. Uh, got about the hour and 45 minutes of sleep, and my son was knocking at the bedside because I hadn't been home for two nights. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I got about four hours. I beat you. Sorry, Coach. <laughs> but it's all good, man. One of my greatest joys in life is to be able to take my kids and drop them off at school in the mornings and just feel like you know, I'm, I'm helping my wife and, and doing my job there. So we'll turn our attention now to, to how do we prepare for Yale. Uh, we got some things we have to clean up from an offensive standpoint. Got to get a couple of my young guys a little bit more confidence. They obviously didn't have great opportunities last night in terms of length of minutes. Uh, so we're excited about continuing to try to find ways to grow. Uh, I think we saw some really, really good things out of Caleb Boone specifically last night. Find out where Hitty is in terms of his healing and just go, go from there. You know, there's nothing, even for us in our little job, there's nothing more fulfilling than working with a team that dominates on the road. It is. It, I, I don't know how you feel, but it's about as euphoric as it gets, especially in basketball, I think. Yeah, well, you get to that minute and a half mark last night and you're up 19 or whatever, and you feel like, man, that was hard, but, man, that felt good. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can just feel it on the bench. The guys were excited for each other. Uh, they were excited about They know how big it was. We told them it was, the, it was a big game. They approached it that way. And so it gives us great confidence that they will know how to prepare moving forward for those type of um, environments. Coach Boyan, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming over. It's going to be great doing these at lunchtime. A lot of fun and uh, look forward to Sunday. Thank you very much. Everybody come out on Sunday at 1.30 versus Yale. Very good. That's Cowboy Head Coach Mike Boynton. I'll be back with some final thoughts after these messages. From Slim Chickens, it's the Coach Boynton Radio Show from Learfield IMG College. What makes Slim Chickens so delicious? It all starts with fresh, all-natural tenderloins. Buttermilk marinated, then lightly hand-breaded with our famous southern spices. And we cook them fresh when you order, every time. Try them with one of our 17 house dipping sauces. So come share a meal with us. Whether you're dining in, driving through, or feeding a crowd, Slim's has you covered. Slim Chickens. Fresh, delicious chicken. Proud supporter of OSU Athletics. We're saving you time at Homeland. Your local Homeland stores now offer more to keep you fully stocked on game days. From ordering online to in-home delivery to full-strength beer and wine in stores, Homeland makes sure you've got all you need to cheer on the pokes. As official grocery partner of Cowboy Basketball, Homeland is proud to offer party trays, hot foods, and all the chips and drinks that make your game day one to remember. Homeland is the perfect pre-game partner. Good to be This is Debbie, owner of Charlie's Discount Drug. Don't waste your time enrolling in a rewards or discount program. At Charlie's Discount Drug, our discounts are for everyone, every day. 
We also have monthly Mason vitamin specials and bi-monthly wholesale price center specials. Save your time and money at Charlie's Discount Drug, 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. Charlie's Discount Drug, where we know our customers by name. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Wrapping things up on the first Coach Boynton radio show. And remember, here's a game plan. Each Thursday, when we have a show, we'll have one next week. Then we'll take Thanksgiving off and come back in December for three weeks. Each week we have a show, we will record at 11.30 in the morning here at Slim Chickens and play back for our affiliates at 6 o'clock at night. So it's a great lunchtime hangout deal. And we had a lot of folks here for the first show today. It was a great crowd, nice environment. So that's the plan moving forward. We'll be here again next Thursday at 11.30 a.m. for the taping, and it'll air at 6, as it always does, on our great Cowboy Radio Network stations. Busy weekend. Cowboy football pregame show at 9, kickoff at 11 Saturday for the Cowboys and Kansas Jayhawks. Cowboy basketball Sunday at 1.30, pregame coverage at 12.30. So lots going on. And come join us this weekend. For Coach Boynton, I'm Dave Hunziker. Thanks for listening. This has been the Mike Boynton Radio Show, live from Slim Chickens at Learfield IMG College. On the Cowboy Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this has been the Coach Mike Boynton Radio Show, live from Slim Chickens in Stillwater, brought to you by Charlie's Discount Drug, where discount is our middle name, located at 723 South Walnut in Stillwater. Natty Light Seltzer. This basketball season, Natty Light Seltzer is crashing the party hard. Mid-First Bank, your home for the OSU Visa debit card and the OSU Visa credit card. True to your money. And by Slim Chickens in Stillwater. Proud to support the Pokes. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Cowboy Sports Network.